What's up guys? Welcome to Fitter Food Radio episode 128 and it's me Matt Whitmore with the gorgeous Keris Marsden. How are you Keris? Well apparently according to you my pits bonk. <laughs> wow that's an opener. <laughs> well that's what you just told me before we pressed record you actually said our pits well, I said our pits pong. <laughs> Just, we, we got, it's like a tongue twister. There's a lot of pit, pit pong going on. Say that over and over again. A pit pong, a pit pong, a pit pong. We, we actually did it quite go, well then. A pit pong. It goes weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's your so pits that pong, and it's so well, no, to be fair, strong. But I know your pit pong. <laughs> it's a different I can differentiate pong. your pit pong to my pit pong. <laughs> and let's be your clear pit, your pit's pong. my pits do pong as well. Alright. <laughs> So it's definitely, we're both guilty, but I can tell the difference, can't you? It's that natural deodorant not working, essentially. No, yeah, no. it's useless. No. Actually, tell a lie. Coincidentally, there is a natural deodorant I found that does work. And funny enough, I'm not wearing it today. Hence the reason, my pit's pong. Okay. <laughs> but I've forgotten the name of that deodorant, so I can't even recommend it to the people listening. No, can I you remember it? No, it's in the drawer. I can go and find it in yeah, a minute if you it's, want. it's a very good one, actually. Because normally, Keris has tried to buy me every natural deodorant available in the world natural product full stop natural product and but you're just like your mother you want chemicals all the time yeah but listen you you gotta look at the bigger picture and all the other positive changes that i make and i draw the line somewhere (laughs) like smelly pits is just not acceptable (laughs) it's not you know so it's so interesting because I've been thinking about, you know, lots of people do panic about using... Same with natural toothpaste. I know, I know. And lots of people panic about, you know, the, the amount of chemicals that have gone into, like, our personal skincare and the products we use, like, mm. you know, BPAs and, you know, plastics with lunchboxes and Tupperwares. And it's interesting because uh, someone told me the other week that they reckon you, you can swallow a credit card size of plastics every week in terms of plastics in food, in sea, seafood, because it's contaminated everywhere now. It's in our mm. water, it's every, putting it on our skin. But how do they know that? Though? Yeah, I don't know. So, you know, it's one of those facts where you're like, well, some, is it a fact? I don't know. But no, I think some things you just need to ignore and move on. Well, it's interesting because you think how much... It's almost like when I started to think, okay, what could we change? We could change what we eat out of, drink out of. You could change what sits on your skin, definitely. But you're never going to change the amount of plastics that's in, in food and in water. So are you really making a huge amount of difference? Does that make sense? And I see so what you're saying, yeah. And less and less stress about it because it became it becomes stressful when you're trying to control chemicals in your home environment. But we do the basics. So we have like natural cleaning products and we have the windows open all the time and like we do yeah. as much as we can. Yeah. Um, but less and less I've, I've kind of, you know, we, we got to a point where we were trying to make our cookware, our everything, Tupperwares, no, you no. know. You were. Yeah, yeah, I was. You were. Was, I know. I didn't have a choice. But it, it's a real, it is a difficult one because, you know, there, there are studies showing it is in us, all these kind of chemical... Yeah, but but I think like you said... And it is a problem. I think it's almost like you potentially make yourself ill, like worrying about... I know, I know. ...every little thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think like you, you've got to give it a go, you know, make some positive changes that you can. Yeah. But, you know, don't... I don't know, don't let it consume you no. in that sense. It's funny because you look at our parents and both our mothers are like pharmacists, like they dispense 
chemicals and medicines, don't they? Like it's yeah. going out of fashion. Like they put boots to shame. We've got a cupboard, that, yeah. Yeah, for every single thing that you might suffer with. Oh, wait there, yeah. I've got something for that. They've got a stash of like every antibiotic. <laughs> yeah, antihistamine, antibiotic, antacids, like everything. Antispasmodic, <laughs> like literally both parents, haven't they? Or like, yeah, it's just funny. Like, and a, then, like it, a black market. Yeah. pharmacists and they really resist and they and they're both obsessed with tupperwares aren't they like obsessed they they protect tupperware with their life and, and my mum my is actually one of the probably the very few people in the world that actually knows where all the lids are yeah for all her tupperware she audits boxes. it she's very organized she does audit it she does comes in, she goes there's a tupperware missing and i you, think you it was terry's it, you, you haven't seen it for days right and my mum's got this thing where before any how are you's or whatever uh it'd be um You've got something of mine. <laughs> really, Mum, what's that? There's a yellow lid to this Tupperware and you used it last. <laughs> yeah. Where is it? Don't know. Never seen that Tupperware in my life. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you feel like you've been in, in, interrogated. I'm normally before you. It's normally like it's Keris because she knows I lose things and I'm not. Mm. I'm a bit ditzy with that kind of stuff. But she'll literally stay on, on that subject mm. for But to be fair, nine times out of ten it is you. But... How many times have I taken blame for you? It's not. She puts food in a Tupperware for you, gives it to me, but then the Tupperware goes missing. But the food was for you. I don't she, know where the Tupperware goes. It but goes she, but missing. she gave it to you, Keris. <laughs> you, in that moment, you accepted responsibility for the Tupperware. <laughs> and then what's hilarious is when I go to find it, I go, well, I'm going to show her, I'm going to go and find it. And I root through the cupboards. I can find the frigging Tupperware and I can't find the bloody lid. Where's the way? <laughs> it's like, ah! And then I've gone and brought her. Do you remember we've done this? We've gone and brought her 10 new brand spanking new Tupperwares to say, sorry, we lost all your Tupperwares. And she goes, well, they're not as good as the original. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my God. I don't want these ones. Yeah, I want the old, right. old ones that you lost. Yeah. It's like, all right, give them back then. <laughs> Go without. <laughs> Why did we start talking about Tupperwares? Know. We start. Oh, they were talking about plastics and stuff. No, we talk about pit pong. But, Do you know what makes me smell though as well? It's what I wear. I think I've said this before. Mm. It's some of the yeah, some of the things you wear. Polyester makes you sweat. You like sweat mouth. and then you stink and then it's like and then you become offensive. But a good non-natural deodorant would uh, <laughs> would, would cope with that. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to putting vinegar on it. That'll shut you up because then you'll be like you stink of vinegar. Yeah, it's like a fish and chip shop. Yeah, I can deal with that. <laughs> but you know, we all we all have our limits, and mine is. I want my teeth to feel clean and my pits not to pong. So therefore, those things are staying. Okay. It's crazy I'm, when you look out there, though. She's giving me a dirty look then. No, 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 I'm just saying it's crazy because <laughs> you're they're begging me to be able to use toothpaste and real deodorant. And then there are some people out there who've got like, I don't know what they put on their teeth now, like for whatever veneers are or these kind of white. Or veneers, yeah. And, and like have serious amounts of dental work to have their teeth transformed and then have like stuff in their skin and their bum and their boobs like literally pump themselves full of you know whatever it is yeah, to make themselves look better and I'm going don't use real toothpaste <laughs> real, real toothpaste yeah. <laughs> to be fair the only reason I say that is you look at the ingredients in it and I'm like I don't recognise half of them don't look at the ingredients problem solved well true seriously. ignorance is bliss true 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 you can make your own toothpaste with isn't it charcoal I think it's charcoal peppermint oil yes. Not going to happen. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> Google that if you're that interested. Okay. We're, we're not talking about this on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. But... What were we going to talk about? Well, we're certainly not planning on doing a whole episode on pit pong, plastics <laughs> and natural deodorant. So let's get on to, to what we were planning on talking about. And we wanted to 
talk about not necessarily obesity as such, but body composition in general. So we are in a really difficult place at the moment as a brand where we, not as a brand, sorry, as a, as a, as a company with a message is probably a better way of putting it, mm. where we set out to help lots of people become you know healthy and 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 happy and we have to come back to body composition weight gain weight loss all the time because it is a part of that journey that a lot of people might need to put in place but it's Mm -hmm. a really difficult journey for every individual to actually go through get right and sustain and that's like everyone across the board because i think the human brain and, and human beings are just we're just kind of creatures of different extremes and and you know, mental health issues, all those kind of things can start to influence your perception of yourself and your body. And, and it's really, therefore, hard to get that right balance. And what we're trying to do is, for a long time, <laughs> we, we talked, it's never been our kind of primary focus to talk about weight loss. We've always talked about more the kind of health messages. The bigger picture as such. The bigger picture, which is everything, be it from, you know, we've talked about your your mind, your environment, your relationships, sleep, stress, all of those things are are really, this is what we consider to be health. But, you know, as we've evolved as a brand, we've realised, okay, what we've got to do is help people to get the right balance with their body composition, um, support them. And and we are completely, we've worked now with people for so long you know gosh over over a decade we totally understand the battles and the barriers and we we know how hard it can be and we know what kind of ingredients need to be in place for it Mm. to be sustainable and we but what we're finding really hard is it's even getting difficult to talk about that in a public space be it online social media in in talks because there's a bit of a backlash against talking about body composition you know kind of judgment judging people and causing issues with body image body confidence that side of things is very hard and tricky to maneuver and then equally we know from our training and our research that being overweight increases your risk of every single chronic disease so that is cancer diabetes heart disease and that message has been out there for public health for a long time now so when people come to us and say i think i have a hormone imbalance i think i have arthritis you know like some of these kind of their symptoms are often kind of inflammatory mm. and you only have to do a quick calculation or assessment or a measurement to say, but you're, I'm going to say BMI here. That's not always the most accurate method to use, but let's just use it for the sake of conversation. Your BMI is not healthy. This is the first thing we have to address yeah. to help to get reduce inflammation in the body, rebalance hormones, get that metabolic function back. And then we're going to see positive improvements elsewhere. And that's also mental health because... Um, and I'm not just talking about, or oh, you'll feel better about yourself if you have lost the weight, but also from a, we know that there are links between mood health and, and um, you know, kind of focus, concentration, memory and, and diabetes. And, you know, so when, once we get problems with things like blood sugar regulation, which can come as a result of being overweight, then you're going to get problems with cognitive function as well. Yeah. So, but, but this is how this conversation started because the reason we wanted to do an episode on this, and thank you very much for saving me <laughs> because I don't know where I was going, um, and I can't blame a lack of coffee because I've, I've had plenty today. I didn't blame. I didn't uh, save you. I just complimented you. Helped your, me out. Your you had my back because we're yeah. a team. You and I. Yeah, we are. We 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 look out for each other. <laughs> <laughs> but. 
The reason this conversation uh, even started was off the back of, which I'm sure when this episode goes out, you're, many of you will probably be aware of it, but that's Cancer Research's latest campaign, which is the poster of, it's like a mock-up of a cigarette packet, isn't it? Saying obesity causes cancer too, as well as smoking, etc., etc. And it's kind of had a bit of a, well, like, like all of these things, you know, it's had a bit of a, a, a mixed response. You know, some people are like, yeah, it does. People need to sort it out. Others are, are like, well, actually, no, now you're kind of like uh, creating this stigma with, with body weight and this, this, you know, some people have set up like a petition to, to get the campaign removed. And we, it's always interesting when you see these kind of campaigns and you, you read the comments, don't you? And you see all these different opinions. And we started talking about it because we were like, everyone's always got something to say, but not a lot of people do anything. Yeah. They just kind of go, yeah, you know, obesity causes cancer. Eat less calories than you burn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cheers, mate. Yeah. For that, you know, outstanding advice there. I don't know what I was, what I was thinking, <laughs> you know. And, and then, But then other people are saying, no, no, you can't do that. You can't say that being over, overweight, being obese causes cancer because... You know, it could put the fear of God in someone. It could affect someone's mental health, etc., etc. And yeah, I totally get that as well. So, like Kerry said, like you kind of feel like you're in a bit of a pickle because you don't want to upset anyone as such. But at the same time, we also know that just plain and simple saying being obese could cause cancer and you need to lose weight isn't helpful in any shape or form. What you say isn't helpful. I'd say it. If if anyone is out there, and I, I have come across this in cases where no the, no, no, the, no 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 what was it what, you you were right to make that statement, but what I'm saying is there is certainly some people who've decided that's not relevant or a factor in it, hmm. and it, it's a factor in. I'm not saying it causes. I don't want people to feel guilty that they became overweight and then had some health issues and then blame themselves. What I'm saying is your quickest win in that situation, one of the biggest health improvements you can make, is to readjust your body composition back again and do it in a way that is very nourishing to the body you mm. kind of again you and your body work as a team you don't beat yourself up there's a, there's a reason that you got into this position it's not your fault there's a lot of things we can start to list it could be anything from you know lack of knowledge lack of money lack of time emotional distress stress generally will make you eat more the food industry just puts like really tasty stuff under your nose every second of the day and we are hardwired to eat all this stuff so it's not anyone's fault and that's where I think the problem lies everyone's kind of arguing about but if you say that people blame themselves that's a bad thing we don't want that uh, but in there has definitely been a lot of cases I've worked on where people have come to me and listed all these things and asked for thyroid tests asked for this test that test and and I've simply said look the, the real kind of thing here we have to do first is is improve your body composition mm. And yeah, I'll, I'll run some blood tests, but more because I want to look at nutrient status, inflammation, all those kind of things. I'm not going to go down these other options right now because actually most of this will improve if you can improve the body composition. Mm. And what I want to do is, is help you do that. And that's what you and I kind of pride ourselves on is, is go, right, what are the barriers? What are the things that have got you here? And let, let's assess them. Let's take them yeah. into account. Yes, let's create a calorie deficit. That's going to create weight loss. Yeah, but we're not going to sustain it if the reason you're here is you don't like your job or you're in a relationship or you exactly. have are really struggling with some things, you know, like um, self-esteem, body confidence or things that were said to you all of your life. Um, I spoke to you the other day about a friend of mine who from a small child has been overweight and that's all 
it's ever been said to her since being a small child. That, yeah. You know, that's what she was called by her parents as well. She was called pretty derogative, like, names. And for her whole life, she, she will probably... It's a very sad thing. She will never probably have a good relationship with her body. And luckily, like, now she has a job she loves. She has a family. She has other things. And she's quite a, mm. um, a big personality. So, you know... But whenever I see her, I never... I've always been like this. I've never really commented on her weight. To be honest, I'm so I love spending time with her, so it doesn't really even occur to me too. Yeah, of course. But it never enters our dialogue to each other either. Like we just do not talk about that side of it, other than sometimes she says, I should really get fit, shouldn't I? And I'm like, Okay, do you want me to help you? And that's it. That's yeah. how we talk about that subject. Because all her life that's been the dialogue. And I think what needs to happen now with this campaign is Okay, so maybe it did need highlighting. Maybe that is the kind of shock tactic that some people, not everybody, some people needed. And some mm. people may have been in slight denial that this is a factor or not known. That the other thing is you just, you know, there is a knowledge element to this. But then where it falls down for me is there's no kind of integrated approach or multifaceted mm. approach to resolving it. Because the next thing is you've got... What do you turn to? The fitness industry? Well, calorie, calorie deficit is, is the word, you know, do you see what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, eat less, exercise more, simple. You know, it's, it gets very patronising, it gets very simplistic. And it's like, well, if it was that easy, then why have we got this problem? Yeah, exactly. And that's what we keep saying, isn't it? It's like the, on paper, it is simple. Yeah. You know, this is what you need to do for, to lose weight. There needs to be less coming in than there is going out. Job done. But it's then, but it's how you make that happen and that's why I mean we were talking on a, a, a walk with Hamish and saying how you know it's not necessarily that you you can't label obesity as being a cause of cancer but more so how you became obese being the cause of cancer do you see what I mean because you know no one's ever come to me and gone do you know what I, I got onto bananas because I found out they were really good for you and I just couldn't stop eating them yeah. and I've gained 10 stone yeah. through eating 50 bananas a day like it, we know that I mean obviously I've given an extreme example there because we know that you can gain weight even if you're eating nu food. Uh, nutrient dense yeah. foods because you know this uh, calorie surplus is a calorie surplus in that sense but um lost my train of thought again what's going on <laughs> you were saying that it's the reason that you ended up overweight that yeah, it's likely so, to cause yes the chances don't are, say cancer but a, a increased health risk no but I'm, I'm just tying it in with yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the with what the with what the campaign was saying thanks again Kerry. <laughs> that's why she saved me today but yeah chances are you know they've been probably eating a lot of foods that they shouldn't have been eating so much of i.e highly processed calorie dense nutrient lacking foods there's a good chance they're probably not exercising on a regular basis. They're quite sedentary. Yeah. You know, all of this plays a role in increasing weight gain. As you say, they could be in a job that they hate. They could be in a relationship that they're incredibly unhappy in. They don't know how to get out. You uh, you don't know what's going on in the background that's leading to those choices. But, but we, also, one thing just to add to that is all of those factors are just increasing inflammatory processes in the body as exactly. well. So they're compromising. Without the nutrients, your immune system gets flawed. You know, with the, the kind of constant stress and anxiety, we raise inflammation in the body because it would be beneficial mm. to have a lot of inflammation if we feel threatened from a physical level. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you just said, and then once you're overweight and, you know, blood sugars aren't regulating, that's when we get this metabolic dysregulation that we know may also influence, you know, diseases like cancer, heart disease. Exactly. Diabetes. But on the, you know, on the flip side, someone could be, let's say, quote unquote, 
healthy body composition, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're healthy. And this is why I like when people talk about, because when I was reading the comments on some posts about this campaign, you were seeing things like, these are the words you were seeing, healthy body composition, ideal body composition. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, but what is ideal body composition? Yeah, yeah. What is a healthy body composition? You know, you telling me that someone who's, I don't know, say as a, a man, 16% body fat compared to a man who's 6% body fat would automatically be unhealthier just because his body fat's higher. Not necessarily. It could be the complete opposite way around for numerous reasons, like you just mentioned. Yeah. And I think that's the point here is that I'm not defending it because I do believe sometimes people do need a bit of bit of tough love to a certain degree. You know, you can't be pussyfooting around people all the time. There, yeah. there needs to be an element of like, look, something's got to change here. But there are ways of saying it. There are ways of doing it. Yeah. And my concern is, is that this campaign, this whole kind of just pointing the finger at obesity, like you said, isn't going to achieve that because there's no, it's like, okay, you're currently at A, you need to get to B. How do we get there? Yeah. But not necessarily how do we get there in the quickest way possible, but how do we get there in the best way possible for you? Yeah. And that's the difference, I think, between these campaigns, putting out these posts about calories in, calories out, the risk factors involved in obesity, smoking, whatever it may be. You need to remember that you're dealing with individuals and how you could have 10 different people that, let's say for argument's sake, are all obese. You wanna help them become not obese, but would you take the same route with every single one no, of them? it has to be. Like a, yeah, no, but just, just on that subject, one thing I was also thinking was it'd be interesting if, if there was more public health campaigns and you know this has come from a cancer research obviously but more public health campaigns about around other things that might be contributing factors so that we weren't just pointing the finger at body composition because there are things that you and i are guilty are very guilty of that we should address mm -hmm. we could say we are you know <laughs> quote healthy body composition so people go well they're healthy but actually if you look at kind of for me something like i don't know work-life balance and if you put if there was, you know, posters at bus stops saying mm. stress increases your risk of this condition, this condition, this condition, and shortens your lifespan, like would I listen a little bit more, you know? And mm. and, and because that's that's a very similar thing. Like I am in that mode, and you know that's my mode. And and you could even argue that where some people maybe, you know, might turn to with, uh, food or or alcohol, you know, for kind of comfort in in certain situations, I might go and work and, and mm. that's my distraction and that's my thing that keeps me, you know, and, and we could we could call these addictions or we could just call these kind of, this is your default, it's what you love yeah. doing. Equally for you, imagine if you got told one day, I don't know, you were having a, you had some back pain and you got told by a doctor, you've, you've herniated a disc and it's because you've just been doing too many squats and mm. you'd feel terribly guilty. You'd be like, oh, I should have stopped when I got the first bit of back pain, but I carried on and I love my squats and mm. I got really heavy and you, you can't, it's, it's really hard to stop some of these behaviours and I think some of the Which problem is. here is like I'm not saying there needs to be a campaign about squats now in bus stops but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not going to work poor squat technique causes chronic back pain but, but what about sleep for example and alcohol like where's the the alcohol one is I mean the alcohol one is kind of out there and it, it just needs to be bigger do you see what I mean it needs to be you know I know World Cancer Research Fund is trying to do a little bit of work but I, I generally feel with some of the things they're doing it's it's a little bit kind of cherry picked as well. Mm. And 
Where's the, where's the infrastructure to support people through this process? But, so, but do you not think that is the the problem? Like people are are always cherry picking. Like it's everything kind of we talk about this all the time. It's like you know, for years it was smoking. Now it's everyone's focused on obesity for for cancer and same with like from a nutrition perspective you know fats saturated fats are bad for you no no they're not they're amazing yeah, yeah. you know exactly it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's carbohydrates yeah. and now you see all this about like protein and animal protein it's yeah, yeah. it's like all these things that you just cherry pick and you point the finger at one thing and we say we say this time and time again it's never just one thing and i think the sooner people can open their eyes to that the better but it's not easy it's not easy to get people to open their eyes to it because when it comes to being overweight, being obese, if you was to sit down with someone and say, how did you get to this weight that you're at? No one's going to turn around and t- say, well, I, I wanted to. No, no, no one no. wanted to become overweight or obese. Like it's an accumulation of decisions that they've made over months, over years. Circumstances. Circumstances. Like who knows what the catalyst for that was in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And who knows what led that to, to spiral out of control, if you if you like. And everyone's got their reasons. Everyone's got their story. And we, we always say that everyone's got a story. And the more we've been in this industry, the more we've worked with people, the more we've realised that. And that's why we know that just pointing the finger and saying... You know, like you, you just need more willpower. Yeah, you know, it's you, not, it's you, not need, the case. you know, we we know that's not the case because I can imagine that person would love nothing more than to have the the motivation and the willpower to go to the gym, go out for a run or a walk, and then be able to eat healthy, nutritious food and provide for their family, whatever it may be. Because there's always potentially something going on in the background that we don't see, that we don't know what's you know, that we don't know about. I think I think another element to it, and this is something I've discussed quite a lot with my mum actually, because there's an there's an element of kind of distraction at this point in time as well with things like gene tests to see, you know, if you've got mm, the fat gene, God. you know, uh, or you know, is it a hormone problem? Is it a is there something else like some kind of mystery thing that's that's causing yeah. this problem? And I think that the hard thing about that is once somebody you know has become overweight, and once they have kind of you know, an increase of, you know, a lack of maybe lean body mass, more fat mass, you naturally have just compromised your ability to use energy as fuel. And there might be kind of then also, you know, kind of a bit of, well, sod it, I don't, you know, I actually people write email stores and say, I don't even want to go into the gym. I don't feel comfortable. I don't like putting sports kit on. There's all of these things. And starting is sometimes the the absolute hardest part, like actually getting going with it. Mm. And, and I, I, totally see where this is because again me and you sometimes have to completely transform our lives it might be that we go through phases of going okay we we need to not train at the moment we need to rest and it's that first day where you're like oh god like it's so hard changing everything Mm -hmm. that that is the difficult part but I think this level of distraction that's out there with you know diet products and tests and um, almost like a solution to you is also quite damaging because what I would say about this process, having studied this and you've studied it, like if you, it, it really sometimes, and this is what I've said to my mom, with age, with things like the menopause, for example, in women, and with the changes that you might have with body composition, it is getting harder. So although my mom always says to me, well, I do the same things and it doesn't work anymore. It's because with every decade that passes, she probably has to just be a little bit kind of more neater and, <clears throat> and tidier with it. And she has, um, her doctors even said to her, 
I think you might have a thyroid problem now. Um, and so she's kind of aware of that. And, and we've talked about it. And I've said, the thing is, it, you know, I said to her, this doesn't change what you need to do, though. Mm. It actually means that you probably can't now get away with some of the things that you did. And not saying get away, that's the wrong way of putting it. But my mum, you've seen her, she loves eating cheese and crisps at like, late she at does. night. <laughs> so <laughs> I've kind of said to her, you probably... A new can blame her. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Who doesn't like cheese and crisps? Honestly, when you and her get together, it's like a, a cheese and bread, dream team, butter feast. So, and then, <laughs> but then you both come moaning to me. That's the thing. Hey, listen, I don't mind. No, you don't mind. But then you go, yeah, anyway, when mum does. So then mum's like, I'm gaining weight, I'm a bit bloated. You know, it used to work when I did a bit of weight training and just cut back. And it doesn't now. And, and there may be that she needs that support. And I'm kind of helping her through that process. And to anyone else listening out there, it might be that you, you know, there could be a thyroid problem but it doesn't change anything mm. and if anything what i've got some clients with various different thyroid issues and many of them are extremely healthy because yeah. they've now gone and mm -hmm. sorted out their medication got the right dose we support them with things like supplements but it doesn't change that they they do their weight training they walk and they they eat really well yeah and maybe eat slightly better because they know if they don't they experience not weight let's not talk about that for a second but they might get other symptoms that yeah. don't make them feel too hot you know and digestive system mental health all of that gets compromised so i think if you're out there looking for a hormone problem again it doesn't really change what needs to happen right yeah. now so there needs to be that kind of and one thing that we've sat down this week and said you know we're doing for our membership site is just a basic kind of what are the components of weight loss and how to personalize mm -hmm. it to you because some of you out there might like to track and that might be you yeah. know you might want to track calories or protein or carbohydrates whatever you want to do We've come up with various different kind of strategies in the past for people and, and some of you may not. And for some people, it's a real quick win of like, there's some quick wins like drop out alcohol, for example, drop out bread, like because it's just really palatable and people can't stop yeah. eating, you know. like. The, but again, like it's, I suppose this is what's, I suppose you could say this is what's interesting about what we do. And this is only based on what I kind of see others talking about, you know, over the years is that like our approach is very varied isn't it yeah in, and and we and again but our our role our job if you like is to work with the individual at hand and we've said this all the time in that you know we we would take potentially two literally polar opposite approaches to two different people if we felt that was best yeah and they would for, still get a result for them and we'd still get a result and yeah. it's not a case of oh well that seems healthier than that one it's like no no they're both healthy because both are working for the individual yeah just because weight maybe one's higher in processed food than the other doesn't make it unhealthy yeah because we're not focusing on that we're focused on improving what they were doing before to get them to where they want to be yeah that's a message that's really hard to get out there because people want to follow a diet. People they want, want prescription. to prescription. Yeah, they want prescription, yeah. but they also yeah. want something that's popular. Yeah, yeah. You know, hence the reason why, like, these celebrities can make an absolute mint endorsing a freaking weight loss bloody tea yeah. because people want to buy into someone who they like, yeah. who they see as influential, and they buy into that crap. Yeah. Yet time and time again, it doesn't work. They, you know, they... they they keep forgetting that person was paid yeah, yeah, yeah. to endorse that product. And and it's, but again, it, a lot of it does come back to that. But we're like, no, like, please, please stop and open your eyes to that. There isn't just a one way road to that body that you want or that weight that you want to see on the scales, whatever it may be. And I think like, 
for us that we were having quite a passionate talk this morning, weren't we? Yeah, I mean, the other side of it is, I said to you, it's really hard to tread the ground of, I think both you and I have, have gone the other way where we felt so much pressure to look a certain way that we've you know, mm. dieted in the past and, and, and not looked after ourselves. And I think it's really hard to, you know, you don't want to turn people kind of into that, you know, push them down that orthorexic mm. kind of, of side course. of things. And this is why it's very hard to talk about on social media because we set out with, Sometimes I think what stupid goal we had, and we did get told this was a very stupid goal by various different mentors, because you and I said we want to help everybody, everybody, yeah, as many people as we can get yeah, in front like, oh, of. No, what's your niche? No, you need to niche, niche. You need to niche. And part of me thinks, God, it would be so much easier because if you were working with people who were predominantly looking for weight loss and needed weight loss, now this is your true weight loss, mm. and this is what all your conversations would be around. And if you were trying to work with people who were a little bit more kind of orthorexia, lost their way, then you would have conversations around body confidence, body image, purpose, how to, like we did some things that have mm. helped us come back from that. But we just can't, can we? We just don't seem to be able to do it because we're like, well, everything that's happened to us allows us to help people from all different walks of life. Mm. And that's what we'll continue to do, whether it works or we end up kind of like collapsing at the end of the year with like exhaustion. I don't know, because we're like, lose weight, but don't lose too much weight, but make sure you stay healthy. Because <laughs> it does get a bit like, yeah. God, I can't say anything because and you're speaking to different audiences. Like you said, I can't remember if you mentioned it already or whether it was what we spoke about earlier or <laughs> what, but it's very hard when let's say you are on a weight loss journey, you're losing weight, you're getting results. Let's say you've achieved the weight loss through unhealthy means, i.e. some silly fatty tea detox malarkey, not eating very much, developing like an unhealthy relationship with calories, fats, food, yeah. you know, just all the kind of usual, the usual suspects, so to speak. But everyone around you telling you how amazing you look how great you look how beautiful you look how you know yeah, yeah. like and 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 then but you're like but i feel horrendous and yeah. i feel really unhappy because i feel like i'm being consumed by this now i don't feel like i'm enjoying my food i'm not enjoying social occasions and i'm using that as an example because that's real life these are things that we've come across many many times people who have gone from you could argue one extreme to the other of being obese to being substantially underweight but then but but more than that having a very very unhealthy relationship with food and which is unhealthy you know even though what you know to look at they might be slimmer a fraction of the size that they were before that doesn't make them healthy no, no. and um gone i was gonna say but this is something that you and i talked about on holiday because just before i came away in one day in a, uh, two days, not that's really relevant. But a couple of people, when I lecture, comment on my physique. And more than anything in the world, I'd love them to comment on my lecture. Like, yeah. that's so, that's where I put my energy. That's where I'm like, yeah. oh. And, and I've said to you, I almost can't accept the compliment because I'm like, I don't give a toss about my arms right now. I just yeah. want you to tell me that you learned from today and yeah. you really value the content because I went and wrote loads of exercise. Like, did you, did you get anything from it? Was it, was it a value to you? And, and then just even the day we were going on, the uh, day before we were going on holiday, the hairdresser, I had a new hairdresser and the hairdresser's always asked you about what do you do? And we get chatting about it and her daughter had just turned vegan. And so I was helping her say she needs to have, keep an eye on this test and that test to make sure she's healthy. And she was really worried about it because her skin wasn't very good. So we we're having this chat anyway. As I'm going to pay, she literally got like tranced and like touched my bicep and just went, I love your arms, they're tiny. Hmm. And and it was a really weird moment because I thought, 
what if I was here like battling to be this weight you know what I mean like stay this weight like starving I'm not mm. like you know I'm not you see me um, but what if I was really fighting like she's reinforcing that I need to be tiny I need to yeah. be tiny do you see what I mean and, and and I did a post about this on Facebook and said the dialogue's a little bit wrong as well because I will congratulate someone if someone says to me you know I've listened we have some great members in 365 and Fit 16 who post up you know their transformations and mm. you know we me and you will say you look amazing but then every time i see them i wouldn't want to keep talking about the physical you yeah. know i'd want to be like I'm, I'm loving your new mindset you know i'm loving i want to see your recipes i want to see like you're out there now enjoying life and and this is where i think all of our conversations need to change in our chats so yeah. when you see people we talk more about you know oh it's great to see you happy oh it's great to, you know you, you it's not always got to be about how you look yeah or i'm so proud of you for leaving your job like you've inspired me yeah um you know those kind of things it's like we talk too much about the physical and as much as it is yeah, nice yeah. and you we, we debated this on holiday and i was like I, I just don't actually want to be complimented on my physique anymore because it will stop then <laughs> because yeah because you know i just i just think and you said, yeah, but I work hard in the gym and it's nice when someone says, you know, you look good. But yeah. it was interesting because, you know, when I wasn't very well on holiday, a very random stranger said to you and I, you both look amazing when we were crossing the street. Do you remember that? She went, you guys look amazing. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, that was the most bizarre yeah, she, thing. Yeah, she said, she was like, you're such a beautiful couple. Yeah. Really. She said, thank you for your smiles. Oh, no, she did. She did. Yeah. But she says, well, you look amazing. And I was like, it's just, you know, sometimes you'd like, I wish the look wasn't always there. Mm. And it's so nice spending time with people when it's more about other things. Yeah. Uh, and it is, again, but this is this hard balance because... I was going to say, it, you, it is about balance, yeah. isn't it? Because it's You like, want to acknowledge someone's work to change their physique and Well, especially if, if, if and, that was their goal. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, like if a if a bloke, for example, was training his ass off in the gym, like, you know, I think I've said this on a prior, uh, on a previous uh, episode, like guy at the gym who I see quite a lot, cause, you know, it's like you go to the gym at a similar time, you yeah. see similar people, don't you? Because they have a, you know, a similar routine to you as such and i'd said to him straight up i was like mate you're you you've you've definitely packed on some some size like i've noticed it like i know for a fact that that he's gonna be like bloody hell that's that potentially has made his day because you know what it's like you don't see the changes as much yourself do you no if no. at all no, sometimes no. Yeah, you so for someone to be like oh god yeah. like that you, you know you're looking awesome like it's paying off it's that like god yeah he's it's paying off however I think that's almost a different example because if someone's going to the gym to gain muscle, it's almost very different to someone who's going to the gym to lose body fat. Yeah. Because I'm not saying that one's a healthier thing than the other, but I think more negative links can be made to someone losing weight than someone who's trying to gain weight, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the methods to achieve it, because to gain muscle, we need to train hard. You need to eat a good chunk of food, hit your protein requirement, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which for me is like great. I love lifting weights. I love eating food. So yeah, happy days. Yeah, <laughs> come at me. Like let's have it. Whereas losing weight is harder. But so- also, it makes me sad to think that somebody's in the gym and that's their drive. Do you know what I mean? Because my drive has always been I'm a I'm a proper like finish line. I kind of, I'm kind of like a dopamine, you know, like achievement person. So yeah. my driver's always been like, get the tenth rep in, you know, yeah. like get stronger, get stronger. Especially, I think because I'm around you and other people that I find really inspirational with strength and, yeah, and yeah. like, as in, I suppose, kind of performance mm-hmm. side of things. And it makes me sad to think of somebody kind of repping out the last burpee because of a calorie burn. You know, yeah, like yeah. It. And I think <laughs> one of the ways that you almost have to almost 
enter this process is, and this is what we said when you and I sat down, we're like, let's just do a very basic course that we can put into our membership site and say, what does it need to have? And we've done it. And it's how someone can personalize the essentials of weight loss into yeah. their routine. But what we kind of said is you almost need to think that you're there and get on with the plan, but live your life as if you're there. Because mm. the more that this is the drive and the focus, the more you almost want, like, want to crave, you know, you crave the food, you want to do the opposite, yeah. you start to, be, you know, kind of the negative self-talk kicks in, the criticism, I'm not doing enough, I should have done more. Whereas if you were the, kind the, of focusing yeah, like on... The, 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 the guilt factor is yeah. huge, isn't it? Whereas if you're like, today my day is about, um, you know, I'm going to go and do this at work or, you know, I'm going to go and help someone with this, I'm going to volunteer to this, you know, like other things where it's it's bigger picture, bigger purpose for mm. your day. But I'll make sure I've done some self-care, which was I did my exercise and I've packed my food and I, I know what I'm eating today and I've, I'm following this routine now for the next month or two and making sure it works. And it's almost like, I don't know, there are certain things in life that we approach with so much logic and this just isn't one of them. And I hope mm. that's what, what we can change. But uh, you well, know, I think the conversations are very difficult you know, around the subject. Of course. and and But I just think in whatever the circumstance that you're in, I think how you package it up how you ref you know how you frame it is, is hugely important do you see what i mean yeah, like yeah. because it is so easy for the negative self-talk to, to kick in it is so easy for doubt to kick in and for you to well, just well give yourself shit quite frankly you give yourself a hard time when i think it's it's in those moments and it's not it's not always easy to remember but actually you actually need to be building yourself up believing in yourself which i know is a very simple thing to say especially for anyone who doesn't believe in themselves and yeah, we've been yeah. there by the way like yeah, we've yeah. had moments when like our kind of self-belief has been i've always been a very confident person but i've had moments where in the last i suppose couple of years and we could talk about this in another episode maybe but where my kind of self-belief has been at a real low but at such a low where even i'm a bit like who is this person yeah. i've never felt this way before in my life because I've always been very confident. I've always been, um, you know, quite sure of my capabilities to do different things. Yeah. Whereas I've had, I mean, as you know, yeah. like I've had some real moments where I've really, really lacked that. And you would just say, come on, like, you know, like, you know, you got to believe in yourself. And it's like, yeah, I want to, but that's just not where my head's at right now. So I know, trust me, when I say, it's not easy to just be like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, I'll stop believing in myself. What's, but, what's so interesting, just just on that note, I did a, again, I did a post on Facebook and somebody replied, uh, and again, I was talking about the fact like we need to stop kind of focusing on, on thinking that we want the body perfect and that's what we want out of life because yeah. we just, we don't. We just need our bodies to be healthy and function and, and you know, like but just, just, Sorry, just to clarify though, when my not believing in myself wasn't to do with body composition and no no, no. that's what like, i'm saying yeah. but the comment back to me was totally agree you know i keep looking at matt and i'd love to look like matt but i'm never gonna look like matt and it was really interesting because this individual then wrote about being a father and this that and the other and i just thought again this is really interesting because there's an element of you where you've always said you know and this is probably another podcast as well you know i'd love to be a father like it mm. just mean the world to me so here's somebody with something that you would love to have and it's, mm. it's actually kind of something you we, we discussed this and it's so important to you and yet he's looking at your six pack and i was just like even that it's more of a four and a half <laughs> thank you and then he went back and said not quite six let's just get the detail right that's here my, that's, that's my life but it wasn't my life role goal. it wasn't my role to write back to him and say if you if only you knew how much matt 
well, I admire what you have. And, mm. and I don't mean, I don't want to say, you know, like, and so he's admiring what you have and you're mm. admiring what he has. And I just think, <laughs> gosh, you know, so, so when you talk about self-belief and think you never know the story even behind you and how you feel about people look at you and go, mm. Matt's got it all. He's got the best babe. everyone thinks you you have it all and you, you're there training all the time but no one knows your story you know and yeah. it's very so yeah i think it's uh i don't know where we've gone now but let's no but what I, I think um the point you're getting at is that like it's always different isn't it yeah. like what what you what you see and what you think in terms of like oh that like you say that person's got it's all hunky-dory for them yeah, yeah they've got that and i would love to have that but here's why i haven't got that yeah and then like you say that other person could be thinking oh god look at that person that bloke there with two lovely kids and you know like like you said like you know like i've you know of course i'd love to be a father and start a family uh with, with you be be amazing but you know if and when it happens hey if it doesn't it is what it is we're, <laughs> we're going to just adopt 20 kids and <laughs> Have a big massive house with them all running around. Um, Can we do twenty dogs? <laughs> about ten kids, ten dogs. Yeah, there you go. Know. You got one dog for each kid then. Um, <laughs> but uh, I can't remember where we would go with that. Actually, I think I just wanted to to bring it back to again. Oh yeah, the, that's it. So it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a greater importance. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not just about because I think we spoke about this before. Like, do you honestly think that once you get to a certain body fat percentage, then your life's going to be made? Yeah, yeah. Like you're just going to be this super happy person that was the only missing link. No, no. Like that's not the case at all. And and the reality is, if you do get there, well done. You know, if you're happy and you if you can maintain it, great. But chances are you'll get there, and then you'll you'll want to push it a little bit further. Yeah, you move the goal and then post. a little bit further because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what happens. You know, yeah. and you know it doesn't it, it doesn't bring. As, as you get it healthy and it brings it brings value to life as in get your body composition back in balance you get you know that's that's great push it to the point of perfection extremes and i want this and i want that tightening up and i want yeah. that better and i'm gonna have surgery you know this is when okay now we're going a bit batshit with it with it all and yeah. this is not healthy and what you're going to get alongside this is we just talked about anxiety and kind of disordered eating patterns and you'll stop to you won't be appreciating and valuing what you've got and that's in terms of the physical and you know the bigger picture like you'll lose sight of what really matters and we've seen this time and time again yeah. you know and and this is even with people who we've worked with who've gone from kind of significantly overweight obese and got healthy and then gone extreme again and we're, we're kind of like no 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 you, you you know you would have you would have loved to have been this and this is what you asked and now you've got it and you've pushed it again. Mm. So, but again, I think this is because they get a lot of positive reinforcement mm. from other people. So we all need to stop also having that, that kind of, you know, the, those statements, those conversations and things. And, and one final thing I just want to say is we also have this really difficult balance to strike in that there's kind of, a pre, you know, when, when you and I put pictures up on, on social media of what we look like, we get more engagement and interaction Mm. Um, and it's hard for us because for a long time I didn't want to do that but then I, I think people want to see you what you look like what you're doing you know yeah, where well, you are of course they do yeah, yeah. Like, I think and I don't think there's anything wrong with that to a degree like because I think it's nice to know someone practices what they preach yeah, right yeah, yeah. but then that said like do, do you have to have a shredded six pack to show that you practice what you preach no you don't no no do you know what I mean which no. is a good job because I've only got four and a half <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got any, so. But yeah, it's a, it is a. a but, yeah. I, a but what I was just going to say there is, even as a business, 
um, somebody reached out to us and said, you know, do we need to have a picture of you, you know, topless or whatever? But a, you train like that anyway, especially if it's hot. That's how you train. Oh, yeah. That's why you know. But if you, pure Gemini, they do it there as well. <laughs> but you can also see. I wouldn't. You know, people do want to know. I, I, it's, you, you very, you know, openly say, but I also want you to know that I look consistently the same and have done for the last ten years, mm. and I'm doing this like to, a because this is how I train, but I am also just to show the consistency of what I do. Plus, you'll see me eating ice cream. Plus, yeah. you'll see me uh, having a pizza and things like that. And 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 both hey, of us. Hell yeah, you will. <laughs> and both of us are now at that place where we feel such a rebel. <laughs> no, but we do. We both feel like we've got that balance and we kind of got to a really comfortable place with our body weight our body composition or like mm-hmm. this is really easy to be we can we can eat you know what we like at times and then we just keep our normal routine and but, but that is the beauty of it for us is that to stay how we are is easy for us because it's a big part of what we do we're in the know we've been in this industry a long time and this is very much our lifestyle isn't it yeah, yeah. i enjoy going to the gym I enjoy walking Hamish. You enjoy running. You enjoy yoga. We enjoy eating healthy food and feeding a certain way. We enjoy going to bed early. <laughs> we, we do. And, but do you know what? I know that sounds a bit cheeky, but it's actually to sleep. <laughs> but do you know what, though? Like, we have early starts. Yeah. So, therefore, it makes perfect sense we go to bed early. And not to change the subject too drastically, but... This is another example of kind of what we're talking about. You know, we've spoken about pointing the finger at obesity and, oh, you eat too much, you know, you don't burn enough calories, blah, blah, blah. But on the flip side, you know, in terms of fit shaming, you get these comments of like, oh, yeah, but you go to bed really early and you eat loads of vegetables and you don't really drink that much alcohol, like it's really boring and life's worth, you know, life's, life's for living, life's too short, like blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, no. Don't get twisted. Like, we enjoy this. Yeah. We enjoy eating vegetables. We enjoy going to bed early because we enjoy feeling good. We've been in those situations where we've not felt particularly great. So, therefore, that's why we do what we do. Yet, we still do get a lot of these comments. Like, and sometimes it's almost like a bit of an indirect swipe. Like, I had some messages whilst we were away saying, like, you know, how do you maintain your body composition on holiday? Hence the reason why I've done some posts on social media about it. But it would be like... Because I'm not like you, right? You know, where I where I train every single day, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, I don't train every single day on holiday. Yeah. Like it averaged out to about every other day, sometimes maybe less, in fact. Yeah. But I won't go into that now. But it's like people almost make these assumptions and almost take a bit of a swipe of like, I'm not obsessed like you. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, no, no, yeah. But, but 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 I'm not obsessed just because I train frequently. Just because I eat well most of the time doesn't make me obsessed. But also, it's, I think it's, this is my normal. This yeah. is my happy place. But I know that for a lot of people, making these positive changes isn't as easy because yeah. it's not part of their day to day, and it goes against you know habits that have potentially been so for years, decades potentially. And that's where we come in to help those people make those changes in a way that they do honestly feel like they can sustain it somewhat. And also, though, I think one thing that I noticed as soon as we kind of got on holiday is when you kind of step down from like the kind of fast pace of lifestyle and, and you're you're kinder to yourself, you're relaxing more and you become more mindful about like the whole process of eating or drinking alcohol. Like if I was sat in a beach bar with you sipping a gin and tonic and like really savoring the moment it's 
it's a really enjoyable thing to do. Mm. And, you know, as long as I don't have that second one, which screws with my sleep sometimes, and sometimes I do, and sometimes you and I go out and we go, sorry, let's get, you know, yeah. let's get lagging, let's stay out till really late, and then we'll just laugh about it the next day. We still do that, but it's yeah. it's less frequent, and we do have really good fun when we do it. But when you do these things mindfully, you enjoy it so much more. Yeah. Whereas in the past, I've been in situations where I've been like, All right, I need to knock back a few shots here, just to I don't do shots to be fair, but <laughs> knock back a few drinks to try and make myself relax and get in this mood because I'm stressed right now or yeah, not yeah. myself. And like, we've all been there. We've all done things like that. Or we've all been like, I'm really stressed. I'm just going to like eat these biscuits really quickly. You don't enjoy it. You don't, you don't no. appreciate it. You're not, you know. And, and so it is, again, once you get the balance right it's not that you never have any of that stuff it's that you have it on a less frequent basis and you bloom and enjoy it and you yeah. sit back and you don't feel guilty you're just like i'm going to enjoy this i'm going to really enjoy it and i'm going to feel confident it's going to have no impact on my health and mm. that's really empowering to be in that position it's like you said it doesn't have to be i'm not like you you know I'm not, it's, it's yeah. not it's not a prison sentence because everyone's circumstance is different yeah, yeah everyone's circumstance is different whichever way you want to look at it like just because someone might appear to have more money than you or might have, uh, you know, more motivation to go to the gym more often or whatever, that doesn't mean diddly squat. doesn't mean they've necessarily got it better than you. It doesn't mean that they've not got circumstances and own battles and demons of their own that they're dealing with. And I think we need to move away from this it's all right for you mentality because we know that that's not a thing because it's not all right for you. Yeah. It's not all right for another person because everyone's circumstances are completely different which is what we're trying to do a community that really understands and supports each other and is on the same page and it doesn't matter where you are be it virtual hug or or kind of fist bump you know wherever you are there's there's that kind of that, that community spirit just to, to help you, you you mentioned empowerment a moment ago and i think for me like feeling empowered feeling confident in the decisions you make day to day is what it's all about for yeah, me yeah. You know, like it's, um, but any decision you make, any kind of change you want to see, you know, it needs to be for you. Yes, it can be for other people as well, but first and foremost, it needs to be for you. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to, to see it out. And if it's one, not for you, I think you end up resenting it as well. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's like, uh, so I think just try your very best to kind of reframe a, a situation and, and try not to look at it as a negative you know let's say you are overweight let's say you have got health uh, issues going on and you want to change these yes it's going to be tough but you know kind of like stand tall and be proud that you've identified this and you want to change it and you want to eat better and, and you want to exercise more and move forward with it you know don't do it in a way that it's like oh, oh I have to do this because of blah be like, I want to do this I want to do this for me because I know I'm going to be a healthier person as a result I'm going to feel more energised and I suppose just understand that there, there's people out there that want you to win you know people yeah, yeah. want you to, to achieve this and we do <laughs> we want you to win and we, we genuinely do and, and it is hard I was going to say like, get to the end of the, the first week is just probably the most painful the first few days mm. are the most painful by the second week you're like okay i'm feeling the benefit this is getting easier third week you're like okay you know every single week it gets easier yeah. and give it a month and it's starting to feel like routine and then you can start to we always say like you know like the things always start to get easier over time but that's not to say there won't be barriers and obstacles and whatnot difficult but days i think if you can look at those in a more 
Like a challenge. Yeah, like mm. a bit of like, do you know what? This can be a bit of a challenge here. It's not about depriving myself, but I'm going to step up. I'm going to step up here and I'm not going to, I'm not going to do what I always do. And yeah, yeah. because just because you're, you're on a weight loss journey or, or whatever it may be, doesn't mean you can't socialize anymore. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't anything that is deemed unhealthy. And I've said it time and time again, I don't believe in that there's any such thing as an unhealthy food, only an unhealthy diet. Because if I eat pizza, does that make me an unhealthy person? No, it doesn't. No. Because everything else I ate that day was was very nutrient dense, single ingredient, blah blah blah. And I just think, like you know, in these scenarios, you need to just try your very best to just reframe it in as positive way as possible. And again, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it's never going to get any easier if you don't stick at it. And if you need some help. Should you ever need us, we're yes. here. Should you ever need us? Should you ever need <laughs> us? That would be Hamish to do it. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Roo, 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 roo. <laughs> Is that Hamish would talk? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> it should have been a Scottish wolf. Yeah. Um, but we are here. So please do reach out, guys. Info at fitfood.com. Catch us on social uh, social media. You know, slide into our DMs. <laughs> and um, we'll, we'll do the best that we can to help you because I think that's the most important thing is knowing that there are people out there that do want you to win and and there is help there is help to be had you know and if you feel a little bit confused by all the contradicting advice that's out there on social media or Dr Google or whatever it may be and if you follow us and you trust us which I certainly hope you do reach out and we'll we'll certainly help where we can we will Indeed. We will indeed. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, guys. Uh, as always, if you um, think anyone else would benefit, please share this episode with them. Subscribe to the podcast. And if you could, leave us a review. That'd be awesome. Amazing. We'd be over the moon we if would. you did that. Only if it's good, of course. If it's bad, then don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's that? What is it the restaurants say? If it's great, tell your friends. If it's bad, tell us. Yeah. That's quite good, doesn't it? Something like that. Right, guys, have a great day wherever you are and whatever you're doing, and we will see you in episode 129. Bye-bye.